0: Hey there. What you're about to hear is a live episode of watch out for fireballs about the pilot wing series. We absolutely could not afford to travel to these conventions and do live shows without the backing of our patrons at patreon.com slash TV. Thanks so much to everybody who has given in the past, and thank you if you are considering going over there and uh, giving us a couple of bucks a month. makes a huge difference, lets us do cool stuff, and make the shows better. My name is Gary Butterfield, and my name is Cole Ross.
1: And you're listening to a very special episode of Watch Out for Fireballs,
0: a Games Club podcast. Yeah, we're going to make this quick because you're going to hear us introduce ourselves again here in a moment. Uh, but we're here to just uh, introduce this episode. Uh, we did a live panel about uh, the Pilot Wing series at the Midwest Gaming Classic in uh, here in 2017 up in uh, Milwaukee. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, the
1: audio quality is not up to our usual standards. We were using—it's uh, kind of a weird recording environment. We're using our handheld recorder. We think it is worth putting out and good, mm-hmm. uh, but just so you know, if you notice, it's—it's uh, it's not quite.
0: It, as good as it usually is. That is why. Yes, we are recording uh, out in the field. It is nowhere near the nightmare as the uh, as the Austin recording environment was. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: This is yeah. Uh, this is somebody almost brought a boombox with the Ducktales <laughs> theme and, and just to,
0: to troll us, but yeah. they did not. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, so, and a, then it'll be a little bit uh, a little bit roomy, a little bit boomy, but that's about it.
1: Yeah, and then uh, afterwards, stick around because we're going to kind of recount our. You know, it's a short. We're we're up there for forty minutes. You're know, mm-hmm. talking about it because, uh, pilot wings games are slight, <laughs> but the um afterwards we're gonna talk about kind of our experience at the convention. So stick around. Yeah. And uh, next week there is no appendix episode for this, so uh, we'll be back to our regularly scheduled program. Yes. Hi. Hello. I'm glad they got our music request. That's <laughs> what we wanted to walk out to. Yeah.
0: Uh, sorry, our hype song. Yeah, it's proper to. You want to make the right first impression yeah. that uh, really sets the tone that of the That sets us, your you know, legitimacy. What they're in for, yeah.
1: And how yeah. legit you are compared to the mean. And, yes. Um, yes, and whether
0: or not you will soon stop what you are doing.
1: Yeah, yeah. and unfortunately,
0: <laughs> for all of us involved, we're too legit. <laughs>
1: Um, Hi, so uh, in case anybody uh, doesn't know who we are, uh, my name is Gary Butterfield.
0: My name is Cole Ross.
1: And we are Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. Uh, What we do is, every episode, we take a game and we kind of talk about it back to front, Uh, the history, kind of its place, uh, and we go through it kind of bit by bit. So it's kind of part let's play, part critique.
0: Yeah, and uh, we've been going for just under six years now. We have over 150 episodes, and uh, this time we are here at the Midwest Gaming Classic to talk about Pilot Wings and uh, Gamer Time series. Drink. Yes, <laughs>
1: I, I keep trying to throw away this energy drink, but it keeps appearing in my, <laughs> my hotel room. Uh, this is uh, Gamer G Purple Nurple. It's the ultimate gamer's drink. It's very ultimate and. There's stats on the back, so uh, this is going to be health points of 8, great taste of 10, stamina, 9, mental focus, 9, sustainable energy, 10.
0: Yes, and mine, even though it's a different color, has the exact same stats. What's yours called, Cole? Mine is called Binary Blue, so it is less disgusting, I think.
1: And because we do uh, some things and our health isn't important, we're going to try this on stage. Yes, Uh, here we go. As as insured men.
0: (laughs) Yep. I can't actually open mine. Oh, no, I, I had some trouble. Oh, boy. I'm too micing it now. Um, let's see here. Okay. Once my
1: once my performance is up, I can open any cap.
0: <laughs> mm. That is not a drink for casual gamers. Yeah, <laughs> I would not recommend.
1: It, it's something that's something you add water to to make Gatorade. Uh, it is. Um, it's really. It's. Uh, it's thick. Um, so uh, wait, this, that's written on the side of the bottle actually. Yeah, it's it's thickness. thick. thickness. <laughs> um, so yeah. So this uh, episode, as we mentioned, we're talking about Pilot Wings. Um, we're talking about the entire series here. Uh, Pilot Wings is a simulation game uh, developed by Nintendo EAD and published by Nintendo for the Super Nintendo in 1991.
0: Yes. And even though we are uh, primarily focused on the SNES version um, at our booth, where we have been having people play um, and compete uh, for a quadcopter drone, uh, we actually want to talk about the entire series because, on the whole, each game, uh, uh, by itself, is quite slight, right? Um, normally we take a very narrative approach, but here uh, we want to kind of look at the arc of this series because its purpose in Nintendo's lineup has actually changed in uh, the decades since the first release. Yeah,
1: yeah. any individual pilot wings is not that if you look at the series and look at it as an arc and how the values have changed, it actually gets kind of cool. Um, and Pilot Wings is also a Nintendo first-party, uh, you know, line like series, and you don't uh, you don't see a lot of love for it. Um, it's like um, you know, like a better Ice Climbers. Uh, you know, we could have done this on Ice Climbers, but like this is as far as I'll go. It's, it's Ice Climbers is extremely bad. Sorry, the Ice Climbers fans, but. Um, This is, you know, this was never the game that got the glory. It's kind of a workhorse thing. Like, when, you know, when there was only one set of tire treads, uh, (laughs) pilot wings was taxiing
0: you around the runway. Like, it was (laughs) there for you, even when you weren't there for it. (laughs) Yep. Um, And it doesn't get a lot of glory because it kind of comes out, historically, toward the beginning of a Nintendo console to show off some of its features, some of the technical uh, kind of accomplishments that Nintendo had made. Um, And then gradually other stuff starts doing that, like doing those tricks that they do, but uh, yeah, this is primarily like a, like a tech demo for uh, graphical technology, um, and yeah, they just want to show stuff off.
1: And it's a, it's a series that has always had this kind of very chill, non-confrontational edge to it, despite being very, very difficult initially. Uh, and what's kind of cool when you look at all of them is how they lean into that. They've always had this kind of 50s, like, ring-a-ding-ding, baby, hang out in the flight club. <laughs> but here's some really relaxing soft jazz kind of thing. And the gameplay doesn't match that, and eventually does. Right. When it becomes a peaceful photography simulator for your <laughs> 3DS. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's
0: a, it is it is more Pan Am than, uh, than Virgin. AM yeah. is, I think, what you're looking for. Yeah. What, what's that? AM. AM, version, yeah. What? VH1. No. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, It's yeah. yeah. okay. Um, Sorry, yeah, yeah, that went right over my head. No,
1: it wasn't very good. <laughs> um, so we're the SNES version is the one we're playing at our booth, and uh, it's probably the one I feel like most people are familiar with at least uh, and because it was a launch title in America so a lot of people are familiar with it at least kind of visually.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're familiar with it. A lot of people have been walking by the booth and saying hey, it's Pilot Wings," uh, which was kind of surprising me because I didn't actually have a lot of experience personally uh, with this one. By the time I got uh, Super Nintendo. Uh, this was kind of out; it wasn't really in stores that much. Never rented it, and it was out of magazines. So it's kind of cool to see that like it goes this far back, and there's not much goodwill towards it. Yeah, people
1: yeah. dig it, um, despite being ridiculously hard. Uh, I feel like that's the the main thing you're going to notice in Pilot Wings <laughs> for the Super <laughs> Nintendo. Uh, it's very demanding. It's got this iterative game loop where you are meant to do kind of short cycles, slowly perfect things, and have that feeling of uh, being rewarded uh, afterwards after kind of Something that is uh, very tricky yeah. um, in varying degrees as well um, because in any individual title there's at least a modicum of variety in your tasks.
0: Uh, no. Yeah, uh, so a little bit of history here. Pilot Wings was not always called Pilot Wings, and in fact, it wasn't always about planes. Um, initially, uh, this was shown as far back as uh, 1988 when Nintendo was uh, showing off the Super Famicom, and it was called Dragonfly, and it was actually a 3D flight combat simulator.
1: Yeah, and the original purpose for this was always to kind of show off the Mode 7 graphics. Uh, for those unfamiliar, that's the SNES's ability to rotate and scale sprite-based graphics and create the illusion of 3D visuals uh, and gameplay. If you haven't played Pilot Wings, it's when you get the
0: blimp in Final Fantasy III. Yeah, or, or SNES. I think um, yeah, Mario Kart, or Super Mario Kart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, any of those games where they kind of hack together uh, a 3D style of play without, obviously using like an FX chip, like with uh, um, Star Fox. Yeah, Star Fox. There we go. I was almost going to say Yoshi's Island, but that's different. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So they took this, they decided to simplify it and actually um, reduce it down, take away the combat, and then turn it into a flight simulator game. And that's when it became about flying planes and uh, you know riding hang gliders.
1: Yeah, no, no more fantastical elements remain except for in the bonus games, right? uh, Where there's kind of peaks of that. (laughs) Um, The final version of the game was developed over the course of 15 months, along with Super Mario World and F-Zero.
0: Yeah, so it is a a lot of uh, kind of productivity for a short time. Think about that. Like they would do something kind of similar, but they would fail. Like the next one with uh, with the Nintendo 64, right? Like, they would get Pilot Wings and uh, Mario 64 out the door, but then, like, no, there was no Zelda like they intended to. Like, this just was a tremendous period of productivity for them. Yeah. Uh, one of the big reasons
1: why I think a lot of people have affection for the series, and I definitely do, uh, is because of the music. Um, it was composed by uh, Soyo Aka, uh, who also did the music for Mario Kart and SimCity uh, for the SNES. And uh, Koji Kondo was in a supervisory role. Uh, did the music for the helicopter attack stage. There is a helicopter attack stage. Um, but for the most part, it's got this very like light jazz. Uh, again, it makes me think of like a '50s flight lounge yeah. kind of thing. Like you know, how flying is actually a bewildering nightmare for all involved. Um, <laughs> I've never seen a uh, you know you get those stories about like Pushing Tin. I don't know if that's a movie or just like a documentary or whatever yeah, that is. That's a movie. Yeah,
0: that <laughs> documentary where Billy Bob Thornton became a became a flight. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah, Okay. well, he's
1: had a lot of careers, musician, actor. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah um, he's a triple threat, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's what's called a hat Um But, you know, like being on a plane is not fun, and it's uh, very, very harrowing and stuff. And this is just very much uh, not that. It's kind. In tone, yeah, and the music goes
0: a long way for them. Yeah, and uh, this music definitely does sound like Mario Kart and like SimCity. If you if you listen to it, they feel almost interchangeable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, which is good. So does uh, fantastic work. There's a good interview with her. Um, mm-hmm. I forget what site did it. But uh, you get a sense of kind of her process and how she worked. Like she always paired up with uh, somebody who would do the uh, the sound programming, and she uh, she primarily just did the uh, the composition. Yeah, and eventually when this goes up on our website, we'll have that in the show notes. Yes, after that. Yeah, so the scenario for the game is pretty basic, You know, we haven't really described it um, in a lot of detail. Uh, you're a pilot uh, who is going through these uh, trials at flight school, um, and you're under the tutelage of a few instructors as you're going along. <laughs>
1: And if you just play the game, you'd be forgiven for not thinking there's lots of to these uh, instructors. But you should read the manual because the manual for uh, Pilot Wings is great. Uh, one, it is really technical. Like it has technical drawings of drag, and like the you know coefficients of drag. And, yeah. Like it's really really neat. Yeah. Uh, and then you get the bios for these uh, these
0: four weirdos uh, that are all kind of great. Yeah. So you get Tony. He's a gentle boy. He uh, he likes to take it easy on novices. You know he doesn't he he he, he, he uh, believes in building people up, not tearing them yeah. down. You know when you fail, he says you could do better. Yeah. yeah, Shirley. Now, Shirley's
1: a little bit tougher. Uh, the only real thing in the manual is that she flirts with the male students. Oh, yes. um, so we know
0: that. Uh, yeah. But other than that, she's a little bit of a mystery, but not as much of a mystery as... Not as much of a mystery as Lance, who I think it's the mole. Yeah. Actually, I think Lance sold all of them out. To the evil syndicate? Yes, to the yeah. evil syndicate. Yes, yeah. This is in this game. If you yeah. only played the N64 one, yes, there is something called the evil syndicate that kidnaps everybody. But no, he speaks six different languages fluently. And he's a former Air Force pilot, but nobody knows for sure yeah,
1: except perhaps Bill Gal, uh, who is like the, uh, the the stepdad of the sky. <laughs> like he's he's a real angry uncle who gets mad at you for wrecking planes. And in the manual it says uh, he looks tough, but some claim to have seen his tears. <laughs> like he's a dragon that appears once a year, and if you make love under the dragon's moon, you will have like a, a baby with special powers yes. or something. It's yes, really so amazing. You
0: <laughs> will give birth to the next king. Yeah, <laughs> but he looks like Cake Boss's like dad. Like it's not. It
1: doesn't look like something that would have that kind of. Uh, (laughs) Yeah.
0: Gravitas. It's got the real dramatic eyebrows, Big Al. Does. I think they're painted on. <laughs> like it really
1: looks like that because they're permanently arched. Yes, they yeah. are.
0: Uh, yeah, they're sticking up from right behind uh, behind his massive aviators, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the events. Yeah, let's talk about the events because they're pretty uh, they're pretty diverse and they're actually very greatly in difficulty um, as you go on. So this is a game that is all about the uh, the joy of flying, which I've never felt, uh, but apparently exists in uh, media of, of sorts. Um, and uh, I think my favorite event in this is actually the light plane um, taking this plane, you know, taking off from the ground, flying through loops, and then landing safely again. And what can only be described as Top Gun for NES. But functional,
1: yes, yeah, that's the thing. Is like landing is fun. So if anyone yeah. has played Top Gun for NES, like that sounds hard to believe, but it's fun to pull off a really good landing. Yeah. in uh, in Pilot Wings. Um, these uh, You have to worry about your fuel, which kind of limits how much ranging you can do, uh, For specifically when you have to make multiple passes. Um, but other th- And you have to worry about your altitude and speed. If you go too slow, you'll actually drop out of the sky, um, and you know just your angle of approach and such. Yeah. Um, it's all pretty basic. It's probably the most pure of these things.
0: Yeah. Um, and the interface for this game, I think, is really useful, uh, even though it is kind of overwhelming at first, because the screen is just festooned with these meters, but all of them have a purpose. They're not just decorative. You know, you have uh, something that will show your altitude, your speed, uh, your kind of orientation um, as you're going. Because it's not apparent. You know, you're looking at these very low res, uh, kind of like, you know, low pixel count uh, graphics. You might not be able to tell that you're coming in crooked until it's way too late. So you have to kind of keep your eye on all of this at the same time.
1: Yeah. Um a bear for a lot of people is skydiving. Uh, skydiving is really tricky, but again, I like how it's presented quite a bit. Um, you have this uh, roller coaster like moment of anticipation as you're pulled up on a ladder uh, to eventually uh, get let go, and the music kind of builds. Uh, and you have to dive through rings on your way down. Um, it's very tricky. You're just a body; you don't have very much control over things. You're just using the natural aerodynamics, yeah. um, and then have to hit a target. Uh, kind of you know varying difficulties. Yeah. Um, this is really tricky. This is where you uh, if you do this poorly and you land head first on the ground and your legs kick up
0: <laughs> like a beach turtle. Uh, kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> or if you just don't deploy your chute and you uh, sink into the ground into a man shaped hole, like your Peggy Hill. Like yes. In one episode of King of the Hill. Yeah, somebody laughed. He knows. <laughs> cool. I think you're thinking of King of the Hill 64, actually. Yes. King I think of Hill that happens in the sequel. <laughs> um,
1: yeah. Uh, rocket Belt, which I think is a lot of people's favorite because it is by far the most empowering. Yes. Uh, this feels like a video game. Uh, and it's because rocket belts aren't a thing. Um, it is the, the, uh, the non realistic uh, thing of this where you uh, you have two kinds of uh, bits of thrust, and you just control yourself around. You can either go hard or slow, and uh, have to kind of go through rings or lines or moving rings uh, before hitting a target. And yep. uh, this is by far the easiest, I think.
0: Yeah, the uh, the biggest constraint on this is actually time, because you you're incredibly mobile. You can change direction on a dime. However, you're going to have to cover a lot of the map in uh, what will feel like kind of counterintuitive loops to hit all of these rings. Um, so you have to kind of balance that out, while also uh, making sure that you come in for the right kind of landing. Because uh, if you just uh, come in too fast, you're going to break your legs. You have to, you have to feather the throttle yes. as you go down. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Uh, and then finally, uh, as far as the normal levels, there is hang gliding. Um, this is a lot like the light plane with no control over your uh, vertical <laughs> ascent. No control look,
0: over anything. Yeah, you have to
1: look for uh, these kind of uh, airstream things. And I find the, um, finding the updrafts uh, to gain height not so much the problem as landing. Um, landing accurately on this feels a lot like landing the uh, parachute to me, but with more forward momentum and less uh, downward momentum. So this is very tricky. Yeah,
0: uh, I uh, think. Yeah, you have to. Uh, it, it, you can screw yourself well before you actually realize you've screwed yourself by approaching from the wrong angle, by um, by just uh, overshooting um, and uh, coming down too fast. Like you have the ability to uh, what is it called flaring. Yes. Yeah, where you will. Uh, kind of slow down horizontally, but speed up your descent. So you're like, whoa, 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 whoa I'm gonna miss that, and then you seem like a stone, and then you're done. You know, like, they rate you based on how graceful your landing was, how, uh, you know how accurate <laughs> yeah how accurate uh, it was and gotta uh, say uh, big owl is a harsh master oh yeah. yeah he
1: actually cares about how much equipment you're wasting yeah <laughs> um, after you've done these four uh, the evil syndicate comes and kidnaps your instructors uh, they haven't been introduced before if it seems like you, you didn't miss like pilot <laughs> wings origins you know or anything like that like that was not uh, explained so you have to go rescue them in a, a helicopter that you haven't really done anything with that has weapons and their ground cannons and such it is feels very much like a holdover from an earlier your draft of the game that was more focused on this kind of combat. Yeah. Um, this uh, controls like an overhead helicopter. It's not that different than like uh, like Desert Strike or something like that. Um, and the biggest thing is you die in one hit from these ground guns. Yep. And uh, you're not. Uh, they can come from off screen or they can be hidden as well uh, in kind of wooded areas. So it is kind of hateful and hard.
0: Yeah. Uh, definitely had to uh, use safe sites, safe uh, safe to get through that uh, because they would just come out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Um, and get me but like it feels cool to land the chopper and see little dudes run out and get into it like uh it's Lance. Never, what? I said no, no. Lance gets <laughs> in the chopper. Oh no, 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 no. no Cool. Wait a minute. Lance here. is doing a high. No, I, I money. Some say. <laughs> um. yeah. yeah, yeah, but um, but yeah, it's it's it, it's cool. You're going to see more stuff with like helicopters, like in the next couple games. But like this feels like a um like a bonus round, you a you know in a way that that they already have, but more dramatic.
1: And then the game shunts into New Game Plus, where you do advanced conditions, so wind and weather become a factor, uh, and everything gets really pretty. Um, it's at night, so like things look really cool, this kind of airfield uh, lit up at night. But everything is just harder. Dealing with wind is uh, specifically very tricky with um, the uh, hang glider. That makes that super tough. Even though it does allow you another way to climb, if you uh, flare into the wind, you'll go up, which is kind of cool. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but it's uh, it just gets harder. I've never actually beat the second half. Uh, when I was young, <laughs> I was like, I rescued everybody, and now I quit. I'm only going to be the best pilot, not like the dictionary definition of pilot. I quit. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. Uh, landing on silly runways. Uh, yeah. yeah. No good. Super hard. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. So I mean, that's really the first one. Um, and kind of set the stage. Like I said, that's a. Uh, what's kind of interesting about this is the elements that they will emphasize later are still here. Yes. You know. So when I was young, I, like I had this game, uh, it was one of my early Super Nintendo games, um, one of the things I would do is get on the rocket belt and just kind of check out the airfield and it was just a sprite map, like it's, you know, it's, it's flat, there's nothing there, but it was fun to kind of explore and imagine what these places were and then later entries are like, people want to actually be able to explore these worlds, let's make that doable.
0: Yeah. 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 Because video games can empower you to move in ways that you really cannot in real life, uh, and they can put whatever they want into them, and they're going to lean into that with uh, some of the environments in uh, the next two games. Something we didn't talk about uh, were the bonus rounds. Oh, if you yeah. land on the uh, the moving platforms, such as the, uh, the the swan diving penguin, yeah, uh, that one's always real, pretty real good. Real cutie, and
1: then yeah. the weird uh, the weird guy with wings, like the Terry Gilliam like <laughs> uh, nightmare creature who uh, either bounces from point section to point section, or kind of does a distance run for bonus points. Um, landing on the bonus platform gets you maximum points for that round. So that is the speed run strategy. Uh, if you watch speed runs of this; it's really interesting because. They just do the first event that's easiest to get the bonus round on. They have that down to a science, and then they just get only as many bonus points as they need, and then quit and go right to the next round. Um, and you can do it. They get mathematically know how much you have to do. It's kind of cool to watch. It's yeah. about twenty minutes.
0: Yeah, um, and there are like step by step instructions too of how to like assure yourself. Yes. Um, you know to, to to win because this is physics based. It's very technical, but it's also very deterministic.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So turn ninety degrees for this many seconds. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but, so this is definitely, you know, like I said, I didn't have any experience with this as a kid, but playing this has, uh, uh, I really appreciate how demanding it is, even if it is, you know, it gets way too hard in the second half. Um, it's, a, it's a different kind of thing than what it would ultimately be, but um, I'm happy they decided to do it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I really liked it. I played it as a kid, and I, I it holds up in a way that is, is very hard, but I will iterate and do a thing and get better at it. So it's got that kind of appeal.
0: um, I think I lost my mic. Yeah, I think your microphone is... is We might need a new microphone. (laughs) Uh, Continue on to the next game. Yes, I will uh, take us on to the next game uh, with Pilot Wing 64. Now, this is the one that I had the most experience with. Um, You know, and that could just be a difference in our age as well. Um, But uh, yeah, this came out. um, It was a launch title uh, for the N64 uh, in 1996. Um, Developed kind of alongside uh, Mario 64, Um, and it was actually co-developed by Nintendo and an American company uh, called uh, Paradigm Simulation, Uh, a company whose final game in the 2000s was called Juiced 2 Hot Import Nights. (laughs) They made this.
1: Yeah, so um, they had had experience with uh, Silicon Graphics workstation, so Nintendo traveled to the US to develop the game alongside them and kind of work with them. Um, The music is actually really interesting with this. Uh, It's composed by a different person, uh, this American man named Dan Hess, uh, but he worked really hard to kind of capture the tone of the first game perfectly, and uh, I think he did a really great job. Like, it feels of a piece. And uh, as far as Nintendo series, uh, kind
0: of second-run Nintendo series, is part of that unified aesthetic they have. Yeah. Uh, this is another composer who interviews exist for, um, and he's you know talked about uh, kind of at length the process of composing music for the N64 and kind of what a harrowing antiquated ordeal that was because of the just the limited capacity on the carts and the fact that um, most of the processing I believe had to be done on the, uh, on the cartridge itself. So uh, um, him working with all these professionals to just try and get something out of these systems uh, was remarkable. Um, um, especially to look at the end product.
1: Yeah, uh, This is much more chill than the Super Nintendo version. Uh, this version does not have... Uh, you have more control over every craft. In it, and more time to explore. The you know scoring is more generous in this. Um, And this was you know the way we talk about these as being kind of tech demos. uh, Nintendo was really into showing off the capabilities of the Nintendo sixty four by giving you a distinct world to fly around, kind of free roam through uh, during your trials, and in a a free uh, kind of free range mode that gets unlocked.
0: Yeah. And um, it's great. <laughs> like they made a very conscious decision to steer away from a simulation aspect and make it feel more arcadey, more loose. Uh, there's definitely uh, a lot of personality in the characters uh, that you can that you can pick. Um, you know, they, they veer away from the lights uh, from the flight instructors, and uh, they give you just these cool, big, colorful, different mats uh, to to float around.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, there's different characters you choose. They have kind of Mario Kart-like stats, uh, different little bits to themselves, how they control. Um, they're all named for birds. Um, there's a character named Mark who kind of looks like Nestor uh, from the uh, Nintendo Power Magazine If you guys are familiar with Nestor or his bowling uh, adventures. His, <laughs> his <laughs> urban bowling adventures, I think that's what it's called. I don't, what? I don't remember what Nestor's urban bowling adventure is called. Um, and then uh, a character named Robin who is named Hooter in Japan but wouldn't fly in America because yeah. of moves. Yeah,
0: <laughs> because of the Wings <laughs> restaurant. Yeah. Oh, that, <laughs> Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. What? Uh, in that case, it's, okay. uh, it's a restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so there are three main events in this one, uh, structured kind of similarly uh, to the first. Um, so you have um, the autogyro, gyro, uh, a jet pack, and uh, a hang glider. So uh, the auto driver's is new one. It functions very similarly to the uh, to the light plane, um, except uh, it gives you a little bit more control over kind of like side to side movement. Mm-hmm.
1: And the jet pack is very similar to the rocket belt. Yeah. Uh, in this, um, I don't actually know what if there's
0: much difference at all. Actually. No. It's like, uh, it's it's really similar. You have the yeah. two different kinds of jets um, that you can that you can deploy. Yeah. Similarly yeah. empowering. Um, mm-hmm. That is the one that uh, you would you know most want to break away from your uh, from your flight plans go yeah. to go explore with. Yeah, go rogue. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> have to yeah. shoot them down. Yeah. Uh, and then hang gliding. Yeah. Uh, which is similar to uh, hang gliding prior to that, but one important distinction is you have an analog stick. So it's actually a little bit easier to
0: control. Again, kind of sticking with that theme. Yeah. Yeah, um, you also have bonus events too. Like if you are able to uh, reach a certain score on a different challenge, then you can do crazy stuff like uh, uh, well, skydiving. That's not so crazy. That's the worst game. What? Um, <laughs> no, uh, but you can also be a human cannonball, yeah. uh, kind of like in Mario sixty four, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, you can be a you can ride around in a Jumble Hopper. <laughs> so yeah. it sounds like a uh, like a weird industrial item that you would find in uh, in Australia. Oh yeah, I think that's uh, how. Like, I think that's where they store the mixed
1: up files of Miss Franken T and Watson or whatever <laughs> in the Jungle Hopper or it's parked outside Mr. McGorriam's Wonder Emporium okay, it's, yes. it's one of the two one of them I don't know which one yeah. and then Birdman mode which is the coolest one which is a free roam mode which is all you know I really wanted to do in, in uh, Pilot Wing 64 Yeah. Um, where I was at in my kind of uh, gaming career shoot me but like when I was in my game playing at that time uh, I wanted that more than I
0: wanted this kind of technical test of skill Yeah. You know, you can only fly through so many rings. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, but uh, they really were onto something that they had a world that, you, that people wanted to explore, and so they leaned into it. And one of the things I really love about the 64 version is uh, in the, wing, the wingman, the uh, birdman, whatever, um, you are able to take pictures. Uh, they're going to really lean into this in the Palau's Resort. Um, but yeah, like going out and finding uh, just these cool little things that, that they hid in the world uh, is incredibly gratifying. And again, just this low pressure, very chill situation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so this is one—the uh, one that you had more experience with growing up.
1: Yes. Um, I did not have a Nintendo sixty-four at the time they were relevant. I got mm-hmm. one later, so I didn't spend a lot of time with this.
0: Yeah. Um, I just played it for the show. Yeah. Um, this game worked really well on a rental. Um, I don't know that I would ever have been able to uh, convince my parents to buy it for me. No. Um, you know, because that was six. No, I was, I was I was a dumb, stupid kid. Um, but um, but yeah, like it worked really well just to play in these short bursts. Um, and uh, yeah, I remember uh, Nintendo power features about this, like telling you exactly where to aim the cannonball. Like you know, those guides uh, worked out really well. Um, there's kind of a weird footnote to
1: this: um, a version of this for the GameCube that uh, almost was. Apparently, um, I mostly know about this through an unseen 64. Uh, video and article about no. this, but apparently there was a version of this for GameCube, uh, developed by Factor Five, or was going to be developed by Factor Five. It was
0: in, it was in planning. Yes, in yeah. planning.
1: Uh, the same people who did uh, Star Wars: Rogue Squadron, Rogue Leader, Rebel Strike, Strike Squadron, mm-hmm. Rebel Leader, and yep. Squadron Rogue. Yeah, Rogue, Rogue
0: Jedi Unleashed. Yes. Yeah. Um, those are good games. Like Rogue Squadron, if, if, if you didn't dislike Star Wars so much, Rogue Squadron would be pretty fun to do for the show. Too bad. Okay, everybody <laughs> cheer if you want us to. <laughs> yeah. <that goes>. Okay. <laughs> it probably hasn't aged very well. Uh, just a fun arca- arcade flight, flight shooter. So it's
1: not trial here. air We can move on.
0: <laughs> it's, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Someone insecure about this. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, um, so this rumor kind of started up, and it was based on a comment uh, that Satoru Iwata, uh, rest in peace, uh, uh, gave at the end of an E3 press event um, in 2002, basically saying, "Yes, we kind of botched the launch of the GameCube a little bit, but we have these plans." And in talking about uh, these upcoming Star Wars games, mentioned that they're working on something else, um, and a couple of other kind of corroborating details. Really, really pointed to, the, to this at the time. Being the new Pilot Wings game, yeah. Um, some details came out about the planning. Uh, this was going to take place during the first couple decades of the Cold
1: War and during the Space Race, and it has a kind of uh, the Last Starfighter plot. Um, <laughs> you would be recruited out of flight sto- flight school to do these military missions uh, directly and kind of do this uh, higher end stuff. It sounds much more serious in tone and no. not relaxing.
0: No, it <laughs> sounds very intense. Yeah. because like the first half of the game would have been these trials. Like, all right, young cadet, you need to go and fly through these rings. Then all the all of a sudden, you need to stop the world from If you don't,
1: out. America dies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah. Uh, one thing that's kind of crazy about it is they hold all these uh, resources, hold all these influences, um, primarily the movie The Right Stuff, uh, which would have been strange. And after the game it didn't uh, get off the ground, due to the fact that it was being developed alongside uh, Rebel Strike, Um yeah, Microsoft and LucasArts said, hey, Factor five, 5, you're not actually, like, contracting with, it with the Nintendo at all. So there was uh, allegedly a plan to take this thing and, like, actually make it into a The Right Stuff flight game for the Xbox, which would have been bizarre. Yes. Uh, that never happened, of course. Right. But it would have been weird. <laughs> um,
1: it seemed like a long, for a long time that Wings was dead. Uh, however, a new system came out with a new kind of visual interface, uh, the 3DS. So Pilot Wings Resort came out uh, in 2011, the launch title for the 3DS. And as an early 3DS adapter, uh, as a doctor, as somebody who has had, uh, what is it, a uh, steel, what's the sub game? Uh, the 3DS subgame oh, that nobody likes.
0: Oh gosh, yeah, Ste- Ste- Steel Diver. Yeah, Steel, Steel Diver. diver. Thank you as very a much, former Bob.
1: Steel Diver owner, and teacher, um, I, uh, I'm very familiar with Pilot Wings Resort.
0: Yeah, as an early adopter. Yeah. So I just got it when we decided to do this.
1: It's a, it's a yeah. weird tip. It's 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 a dollar seventy at GameStop. <laughs> so like, and it's worth a dollar seventy. Like it's it's pretty good. So <laughs> uh,
0: like, <laughs> okay, so for a dollar seventy, again. get
1: yeah, how one point seven of these.
0: Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, but um, but yeah, this was a launch game for the 3DS uh, in, in 2011, and this time uh, Nintendo wanted to use Pilot Wings to kind of demonstrate uh, that 3D on a handheld uh, without 3D glasses would not make you sick and die, <laughs> yeah. and it and it works
1: pretty well. Like, yeah. You can fly around at like half the 3D slider and not, uh, you know, it's not Barb City. It's yeah. pretty cool. Um, and the play is the logical conclusion of the series. Those things that were kind of set up by the tone and music and aesthetics of the first game are in full force here where it is one of the chillest games I've ever played. <laughs> it's like the Pokemon Snap of video games. <laughs> like, you uh, you just kind of fly around. The scoring is really gentle. You take pictures. Uh, there's nothing that, like, you, you uh, know, you're not going to crash unless you try
0: to. Right. You know, you don't have to unlock free roam mode it's just there from the start If you want to just pick one of these devices and then just go crazy uh, flying around yeah those trials are still there and they're really fun um, you know with the added that you know Visual fidelity. Yeah, uh, and able to. added goals. Like, there's yeah. like
1: different weird things you'll do, like fly up to this lighthouse, take a picture, and then, mm-hmm. you know, swirl around at Miami. Yeah, or it's, like
0: that. or it's like, hey, circumnavigate this island.
1: Yes, yeah, go for it. And that actually uh, helps a lot because in free roam mode, there is an exploration incentive. Um, this island is full of nooks and crannies and caves and such that have uh, little globes that unlock. Something, but you collect collectibles like widgets, you go get them. And uh, like, you know, taking the light plane, flying through a tunnel like a river that goes under a mountain is immensely fun and satisfying. And when your wing touches the end, you don't blow up instantly like you would in the SNES version. You're more or less okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, This island that we're talking about so instead of having, you know, different maps that are like, hey, here's an island that is the exact shape of the United States, Uh, this takes place on Woohoo Island. Uh, uh, from... It's a Sims
1: spinoff. Yeah, yeah. And it's, damn it! It's, it's like, oh my god, you stole my it's, joke. It's like there's
0: like it's all sandals resorts. <laughs> <laughs> like that's all that's on that island. <laughs> I wish mean, you hadn't stole my joke. I, I didn't know you were going. For it. I'm sorry. I know it's fine. No, it's good. You, you, uh, yeah, we're on the same way. Like, don't okay. worry. <laughs> but yeah, from uh, from uh, Wii Sports Resort and from uh, from Wii Fit, uh, and combined with the fact that you can uh, that you only play as your me um, on your uh, on your uh, or, uh, 3ds, it really feels like this weird point in Nintendo's kind of branding and character where they were to like trying to lean on this as something that people had a lot of good will towards. I think it's pleasant. Mm-hmm. I think Wii Sports' word is really good, but um, this kind of existing at this intersection of all three of those things uh, Pilot Wings, Knees, and Woohoo Island makes it feel like very, very much of its time at, at, yeah. uh, at the end of the Wii era. Uh,
1: yeah, like
0: a unified 2011 <laughs> kind of yep. kind of aesthetic. If 2011 was a game. Yes. yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's uh, primarily uh, three regular vehicles in this: uh, the plane, which uh, is very similar yep. to the light plane, uh, just again a little bit more master control. Uh, mm-hmm. To that, the uh, rocket belt is back. It's no longer a jetpack and uh, the hang glider, again, which is just much easier to use and land than previously.
0: Yeah. Um, And there are uh, super vehicles, so instead of having uh, weird little bonus rounds um, or uh, different uh, kind of challenges, uh, you actually uh, do the hardest uh, challenges of these different uh, tracks with kind of like turbocharged versions of the regular of the regular dudes, uh, so like instead of having this light blade, you have a jet that is very fast but is very hard to maneuver. Um, you know, you have a super rocket belt, and I don't know what the distinction is. It's faster, better, <laughs> cool. super.
1: Yeah, uh, and then the pedal glider, which you have to pedal. Yep. So it's you know it's it's a, it's like a, one of those Red Bull commercials or something about the early days of aviation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the <laughs> forum, um, this is kind of a like not well thought of game. I remember getting lots of sevens. It's like yeah. a seven out of ten game. And a lot of people were disappointed because it was a new handheld platform and it wasn't uh, kind of a marquee experience. Um, but like I said, I think it's worth playing, yeah. and it's really easy to get a hold of.
0: Yeah, granted, it's very slight. You yeah, know? Um, I think anything that comes out of the launch window of a uh, of, of a platform is going to be judged on a different standard, um, and it can cut both ways, right? You know, you'll have people who are giddy about a new a, a new handheld or a new system, and kind of transfer that into their estimation of the game itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Nintendo three DS just kind of got a bad break, and uh, widely, you know, widely was regarded to have just a very very bad launch window. Yeah, and
1: like famously so, and then the yeah.
0: you know, the price. And yeah. I'm an ambassador.
1: The, um, yeah, I should have said ambassador instead of earlier adopter. Use the correct terminology. <laughs> yeah, no. Nintendo's lawyers lawyers will be back at the table. Yeah, one of them, them means you waited
0: in line uh, at, yeah. the, a, at a particular time. The other one means you could park in front of a fire hydrant. Ooh. Yeah. yeah, I'm the villain of *Lethal Weapon <laughs> um, the, um Yeah, so I mean that's that's really it.
1: And like I said, it's it's. You know, it's a slight series. Like, there are three games, but I feel like we talked about what's worth talking about in about 40 minutes. Like, it is a very slight series, but it's interesting because you don't hear about it. Uh, You know, there's a stage in the new Smash Brothers that is in uh, Pilot Wings. There's a little bit of these kind of nods. There have been trophies in Smash Brothers, but it's not something that you feel a lot of affection or nostalgia for, or see a lot of, rather.
0: Yeah. Um, Most of the affection goes back to the music, honestly. That pops up on lists. Um, It's almost always part of these uh, remixes or. uh, uh, like larger playlists, um, that is one thing that is definitely carried forward um, from the series. Um,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: and uh, I mean that's I,
1: that's honestly what I have to say about Pilot Wings. <laughs> yeah. um, it's you know we look for things like this for our live shows because we have less time than we usually do, and ends yeah. up making sense. Yeah. So we've got we've got a little bit of extra time. If anybody has any questions or anything, uh, you let us know.
0: Yeah, about Pilot Wings or about uh, retro games, things we've covered in general. Yeah. Uh, those can work as well.
1: If not, is also okay. But if anybody has any questions. <laughs> going once, twice, alright, that's yeah. fine. Um, so we're uh, we're here tabling, as we said, we're doing a contest, as we mentioned. Um, it is Flight Area 4, the highest score uh, that you can get. Um, the winner gets a quadcopter drone. Um, we're in section K on the map, which is a hallway, if you leave here <laughs> and take a right. Yeah. Um, if you like the show already, come by and get some buttons and stickers. If you yes. haven't seen the show and you decide you like it, come by and get some buttons and stickers. Mm-hmm. Um, love to see you. And uh, don't be discouraged, but somebody came yesterday Somebody came up and just slayed it on Pilot Wings. Who was a pilot today? Like the one person who's been waiting his whole life for a tournament for Pilot Wings. Like, and he said that he's like, "There's never Pilot Wings tournaments of these things. It's always Smash Brothers and like
0: Tetris." Came
1: up and just like his score is like three ninety or something.
0: It's like three seventy. Yeah, which it's, yes, is ridiculous. It's really, next, really good. And his I our pilot, he got a uh, three thirty. Yes. Yeah.
1: So don't be discouraged, but you won't win, and it's okay because the journey is good. Yeah. Uh, which is what I think Pilot Wings has yeah. taught us.
0: We, we got to share the good times. Yeah. Yeah. So we would love to uh, uh, meet with you. Uh, come to us. Uh, meet us at the uh, the table. Um, yeah. yeah. And thank you so much for coming thank out. Thank you very
1: much. If you, want, if you want to find out more about us, if you are not familiar, go to duckfeed.tv.
0: Yes. Uh, we are a whole network of shows. Uh, Watch Up Fireballs is just one of them. Uh, there's probably something there that you will like, and probably something there that will confuse you. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> and uh, the only reason why we're able to do these live shows is because we are listener-supported. If you go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv, um, that's how we're able to do this stuff, uh, generous listeners. So thank you to those who uh, eventually hear this. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. All
0: right. So, thanks. Thank you. That's still on.
1: I turned mine on. Oh, I wasn't you. doing that to brag.
0: Oh. <laughs> I, just, I just wanted to let you know so you that didn't turn good. it on. Thank you very much. And to uh, well, let you know that we... back. We are back.
1: Yeah, so hopefully hopefully you enjoyed that.
0: Yeah. Um so let's talk about the weekend. I would like to open up. Uh let's just lead with the thanks because we're just two people and you know we were manning a booth like this is the most we had to be at a booth, I think, for any of these. (laughs) Yeah, it was it was very boothy Um but we got to meet uh some people uh super big
1: thanks uh probably most importantly to Jenny. Yes. Uh your friend and ours, who mm-hmm. uh hung out with us, helped us kind of cover the booth while we did the live show. Mm-hmm. Uh gave us some rides and generally was a
0: delightful wonderful person that we know her to be yeah. all weekend. No, it was it was excellent to be able to uh to spend a bunch of time with her cuz you know, things are pretty hectic out in Portland. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um and um you know, always a pleasure to see her. And it was a <laughs> weird coincidence that we just happened to do the the show and she had moved there. So yeah. Did not know, but it was, it was great. Great coincidence. (laughs) So, you know, we met Jenny, you know, we hung out with Jenny. We knew it was great. Mm -hmm. We also got to meet some people we hadn't seen before. So, um, we got to meet Garrett, uh, who is on our
0: Slack channel and is a community uh, pillar (laughs) brought us uh, a, a very nice joke gift. Uh, so <laughs> riffing on, uh, kind of a long conversation we had on a recent abject suffering about where we will put our axe, whether it is in anime or in star Wars, uh, he presented us, uh, with two actually pretty cool. I, I got some time to like play around with these, uh, here at the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, like, like Warcraft, like World of Warcraft axes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like toy kind of LARPy, you know, cool though, like craggy yeah like, Stone like
0: looking yeah uh, like modeled after so-and-so's acts of duratar duratar
1: uh, <laughs> trognoc
0: yes yeah, so it was duratar's um, Trognock.
1: yeah these these are dirt duratar's trognoc this is how you <laughs> unlock it on the skill tree um yeah so we we have those um i left cole's gonna mail mine to me eventually when he mails me some other stuff just because i didn't want to like take it on a plane yeah i didn't have space in my bag and then i was just gonna be like oh this is a big axe did then i'm
0: to have to explain that to an air
1: marshal <laughs> Which, like, weirdly enough, like the Milwaukee air marshals were shittier than the ones coming in. Like those guys, like those guys were like, you know, one of the guys. I feel like uh, if you take all of your liquids and put them in that little baggie like they want you to, you're a mm-hmm. cuck. And these guys, <laughs> and the guy made me do it. I know you don't was, like
0: authority, um,
1: but <laughs> well, like it, you know, it's it's stupid i never do it and nothing ever happens i just leave them in my bag but this guy made me do it Uh, like sent me back through the thing to like put it in a little plastic baggie so they couldn't send it to the same fucking machine and it's like okay okay uh you know army reject who has a hard on for authority sorry (laughs) you couldn't get into the police but like (laughs) you got me Yep. Yeah. yeah, you sure you sure inconvenience my day for no good reason. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so like that guy, I would be like, "What's this? What's me? This looks a lot like Warcraft. Are you looking to Does... a craft war? I don't. Uh, I don't
0: understand. This doesn't seem so smart you know. to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh, I didn't take those with me, but I'm looking forward to uh, setting up some kind of tableau because yeah. uh, my axe definitively decided Star Wars. Okay. the trailer came out, and I'm so sick of things that I spent like the better part of a day. Showing making it so none of it shows up on my Twitter or Facebook feed, yeah. Um, so I have a complex series of mutes and uh, have threatened to block everyone who has jokingly tried to get past it. And this is <laughs> everyone who's listening this morning. So if you jokingly try to get past, like if you send me a picture of Jar Jar Binks, I will meet you. Uh, no more Star Wars, nobody speak, nobody get choked. Like,
0: yeah, no, um I haven't decided where mine's gonna go yet. I'm thinking about just getting a bunch of styrofoam blocks, uh and then labeling them with like a Sharpie or something and then just deciding on my mood, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you could you could have it rotate.
0: I can be fickle, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean it's it's an axe, it's not a bullet. You can <laughs> yeah. you can reuse it The melee weapon. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, but that was uh, that was very cool. We got to meet Brad Carey, um, uh, a guest. He guested it on one of our Kickstarter ep- episodes a long time ago. And yeah. uh, just like a, like a long time, really solid like backer and supporter. Yeah,
1: he's been around forever. I think he does a lot of like, co-op stuff with Jala. Yeah. I think he does that from time to time. Mm-hmm. Brad's been around forever, and he's a delightful dude. Yeah. Um, it was really good to meet him. Yeah. Um, super, super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got to meet Glenn, who uh, came out to the meetup. Yeah. Um, Glenn kind of lurks in the community, but he's a really nice guy as well. Yeah. Really like meeting him. And then several people, you know, um, two people named Tim.
0: Yep.
1: You know, if I have faces, we, we, you know, but we, we, we we
0: had know a anything. we had a surplus of Tim's. I think we had a surplus of Joe's. Uh, yep. A couple you know. of Joe's, a couple of Brian's. Like we met
1: people, came up to the table, it was very nice. Yeah. Um, those dastardly restaurants who we love uh, held their meetup at the same time we did. Yeah. Which I think <laughs> I snaked some of our meeting up. But the nice thing was that uh, has inspired us now. It's like, oh, we do these things together and we all like each other. Why don't we just yeah. join up? So I think we're going to do that next next convention, you yeah. know, next time we're at a live thing together.
0: Why don't we combine our powers, by which I mean lend our meager powers to yours
1: and then well, leech off thing. Even when we go to, when we've done separate meetups, like a lot of the same people are at the same, think, yeah, yeah. both of them. Yep. You know? And it's just like, I would prefer to have one of those too. Yeah. Me, me, me too. And I yeah. other people would.
0: Gary was being humble. No, no yeah.
1: I know. <laughs> I just, uh, it's it's a uh, you know, I think I think it's a smart move. So, yeah. Yeah. But it was still like super fun. Mm-hmm. um Let's uh, let's go. But now that we've talked about meeting people and things So if we if we didn't mention your name, it was still it was very lovely to meet you. Thank you for coming up and saying hi. And yes, people said really nice things and and people were were very sweet. Yeah. um You know, and uh, I really do appreciate that. <laughs> uh, but let's let's get uh, let's get organized and talk about the weekend. Let's do some some kind of stuff in order because I was about to transition <laughs> right to the meetup and we can't not talk about this convention. But before we do that, we can't not talk about back steakhouse
0: <laughs> yeah so i was i you yeah, know i just i didn't we couldn't book in the hotel uh where this thing was at which would have been a mixed blessing anyway because we would be probably sandwiched between two parties and it would have been weird um yeah. so so instead we were a little have weird oh uh, yeah sandwiched between two parties and have it be weird yeah yeah Karen, I literally just described the worst cataclysm I can think of. Well, we just, I'm, I'm
1: also foreshadowing for. Oh, oh yeah. For yeah underlying yes. the foreshadowing.
0: <laughs> uh, but, um, but no. So I booked us a, a little, a little down the way at a, at a country inn and sweets that uh, um had two restaurants attached to it. One of which was an Outback Steakhouse and the yeah. other, the other of which was a champs sports bar and grill. And if you think we didn't eat both of those. Oh, you are didn't. sorely mistaken. Uh.
1: 'Cause and, and it was, you know, before we actually started hanging out with Jenny, who showed us real restaurants, I had a real thought. I was like, we could do like a, a quad out back weekend.
0: We really <laughs> like, could. We, we could like we could do like every meal.
1: Yeah. Like we like literally go down there like yellow breakfast. No, no, I'm gonna have
0: <laughs> a blooming onion over eggs, please.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. The uh but it was it was like you know, we were, you know, we were settling into the hotel, and Cole's just like, "There's an outback attached to this thing," and I was like,
0: "Oh man!" Like, yeah. Well, I, don't know uh, this- I also hadn't eaten dinner, and we like, I just like stopped to get you at the airport at like oh, eight thirty. No.
1: Yeah. yeah, of course, of course. Like you know, <laughs> we're gonna eat that. Like, and I'm not gonna turn my nose up at. But there's certain like restaurants I think are kind of funny.
0: Oh yeah, I mean inherently, you know, like, with, or, 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 like know. my comment was this: this uh, like somebody used this menu to slap Guy Fieri, and it got yeah. some of him on it.
1: It's. <laughs> it's- it's a pretty embarrassing menu, you know. But the other more like I don't know if other people have this thing where like you and your bunch of friends, you're like, "Hey guys, don't eat a Ponderosa," you know, <laughs> just like it's yeah. kind of just inherently funny uh, <laughs> Fun. to go do something like that. Like, yeah,
0: the the, the, the sizzler.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you guys, yeah. we went down when I was the only time I've ever been to LA, was for one of my friends' weddings. And, like, the night before, you know, and it wasn't like the rehearsal dinner or anything, but me and my friends were just hanging out at the hotel. The nearest place was the Sizzler. And it's like, you hey guys, go to the Sizzler. <laughs> and then, like, a bunch of, like, irony fucks went and irony ate at the Sizzler. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs>
1: You know, it was, it, and it's still like reasonable food. Like I'm not a food snob. I just right. think they're, they're funny restaurants,
0: you know, and it was perfectly fine food. It was just yeah. funny. Yeah, it was, it, it was quite funny. Like I went to, a, I, I got like a six ounce like sirloin and, and mashed potatoes. Like it was fine. Like I, yeah. I, There was a perfectly serviceable salad. Like it was a reasonable meal at a, at a ridiculous place.
1: Yes. <laughs> and a, a reasonable plus price. Yeah. And then the next night we had champs and champs I had never been to and champs actually like was a better and a burger, it's pretty good burger. Yeah. Yeah. Um and the waffle fly- fries, which I like. Yeah. Uh yeah. And the, the waitress was kind of flirty, which like, you yeah, know, well, that's fun. Yeah. Um yeah.
0: Yeah. Um but um no, that that was pretty cool. And we got set up. We need to talk about this place because yeah, the, like the convention
1: itself like needs to be uh organized kind of, better. Kind of <laughs> no, no, I mean like we have to get this out there because yeah. that is a warning, but just like it's such a weird thing. It, so it, it
0: really is. Like it was Friday and we had no idea where we needed to be or when. <laughs> so we were like, we were stuck wandering around the Sheraton until we decided, well, let's come back in five hours. And so we went to the, we went downtown and like walked on the waterfront and went to the art museum.
1: Yeah. Which, which was super fun because they sent us an email that said like what to do, but not when to do it. Right. Like where to go and stuff. And the, um, the information was on the website because like with the best will best will in the world like they were nice people yes uh you know and like i had I ended up having a good time like it ended up being you
0: know and, and they also gave us like a free table and gave us a spot on their thing so like we we literally oh, they were great. We owe them stuff
1: yeah, yeah they were great <laughs> like they they were super great i had the feeling that they were a little bit overwhelmed yes you know a little bit so like that information was hard to get on the website um so we got there and we just kind of walked around nobody could tell us anything mm-hmm. um so we you know we came back as you mentioned we got there and we set up and everything and it was the pre night and some people came and, and talked to us and it was cool. Um, and then it was like uh we're like oh, we need to eat. Um, you know, I got, gotta get that champs. And the uh we like checked and it. it's like, oh there's no governing body,
0: like no, yeah, we like we could have just left. Like there was nothing keeping us there.
1: Like our <laughs> And nothing keeping us
0: away from there, too. Right. Like, do you think if we had come in with our own, like, card table, do you think anyone would have looked twice? If, if we had some kind of mobile rig, I think if we didn't stay in the same place, we could have just, like, ridden from convention to convention in that place. We could
1: still be there. Yeah. Like, w- like we could just set up permanently. Hi. At I, that I, I,
0: I know that you're a member of the Carpet Vendors Guild of America, but can I interest you in a Super Nintendo? <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but what do you, you know, what do you think about Yoshi's Island? You know, <laughs> um, the, uh,
1: so what do you think about car pets for the Nintendo DS car? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so uh, there's, you know, there's just like no governing body and that's unusual because the other ones we've done, uh, like, you know, you don't like sign a contract. It's not serious, but like when you sign up for a table, they're like, yeah, you're saying you're going to be here at this time Yeah. to be set up. You're, you know, because the idea being like, Hey, you have this table. Maybe you're a, you're a draw people. We don't want to have people show
0: up and have you not be there. Yeah. Like it looks um, bad to have an empty table when there's an expectation that there will not be empty tables.
1: Yes. You know, or that, you know, even even specifically that you will be there, mm-hmm. you know, like we kind of said like, Hey, you should let us be at your thing because people like us. Mm-hmm. And then you know if people showed up to like us and we weren't there to like um yeah so but it turned out that they did none of that like you just do whatever you want um <laughs> lots of people walking around drinking oh yeah like
0: it was inside um, of a hotel like this entire thing it wasn't a convention center people's rooms were upstairs so if yes. they were not like getting drinks from the bar they were walking around with like just coke bottles half full of rum yeah <sighs> Like and and tons of people who
1: were drunk or had beers and stuff. Like it w- it had a general sense of lawlessness that other conventions we've done did not have.
0: <laughs> right. Um, um, and we when we talk about this being in a hotel, like this was literally like dead space metastasized into all of the available space in the Sheraton.
1: Yeah, it was like it was like how you like pour concrete around a brick. Yeah. So like the brick was the hotel where everyone stayed, but every available space that wasn't. A hotel or a pool was convention. So it was, we were in a hallway. Yes, we were in a hallway was like,
0: across from an elevator.
1: Which was fine. Like, it turned out to be actually be good. It yeah. was better than It was you know, the that,
0: tremendous visibility. We weren't like locked away in a room. We
1: weren't in a room, which would have been worse. We weren't in the uh, the vendor hall, which is a huge tent because bands played there. So that could have been a repeat of, you know, the Austin thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and they weren't as loud as they were in Austin because uh, nobody rocks like Austin. But the, uh, woo! <laughs> but the um, it, it wasn't uh you know it still would have been hard to talk mm-hmm. um and we weren't in a room or anything so we had kind of a good space but like there were hotel rooms hotel conference rooms like this huge tent area multiple hallways um all taking up the bar like the live show that you heard was a <laughs> part of the bar that was cordoned off yeah Um, With, like, lights and stuff, like, it looked like a place where people would do panels, Mm -hmm. but it was part of the bar. Yeah. You know, when you come into the hotel, there was a board game store that was set up, like, a Mm pop-up board game shop. Like, it was very, like, it was very strange, like, really disconnected uh, and not centralized at all. Like, a bunch of people, when I talked to them about it when they stopped by, like, did not know there was a downstairs. No. But if you went downstairs, there was a hallway with a bunch of stuff.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Like, they had, like, literally, like, Liu Kang and Shang Tsung down there. (laughs) the actors who played them
1: yeah yeah you go down there and and, and meet those guys yeah like all these things like just weird stuff like here's a pinball room that is like is totally an armpit like this is totally the wettest room oh it was raining indoors yeah Yeah. super gross but another room that would just be like a like i didn't see the room it just looked a little corner and someone just being like hey man i got a vibe
0: you want to check out the vibe you know he was there until he was there two conferences ago like yeah <laughs> just yeah.
1: surfing <laughs> like when it was you know when the, you couldn't know somebody
0: yeah who had one, it, it was know? it was weird i saw that guy and i walked by the uh i walked by the restaurant i saw this photograph it was like 1904 and that dude was just there at the corner saying hey yeah. you can <laughs> get a five pulling
1: <laughs> up a sign that says, <laughs> i've got a five. You know, baby new year you know <laughs> 1914 <laughs> the um so just very 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 strange uh hotel or uh conference yeah you know um, so our individual seating situation was also strange mm-hmm. uh, because we were seated <laughs> next to a table uh, that were another podcast.
0: Yeah, our apartment um, the guys... was below, below one bowling alley and above another. Yeah, we were between the ice machines. The,
1: um, <laughs> so we were next to this other podcast called uh, the Game and Movie Podcast, yes. uh, which they put out an episode I think that we did like a little little tiny spot on. Those guys are super nice. Mm-hmm. Um, think I think we talked a little bit about the Austin experience with the podcasters without, you know, as perfect, as, like that being weird with as professionally courteous as we could be. Yes, um, yeah. This was not that like this was these guys were these guys were lovely people. Yeah. Like, they, um, like they,
0: they were a network like it was this kind of this big collective of just kind of regular dudes and they were all pretty fun and they were curious and we talked back mm-hmm. and forth. And yeah, it was it, it was good. And they were also like, you know, Milwaukeeites in that they drink like yes. a bunch during the thing too. <laughs>
1: like this guy like,
0: looking over and it was like, oh
1: man, those guys are drinking a lot of Mountain
0: Dew and yeah. gin. And when, we, and when we walked in on Sunday, like both of us kind of hung over. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they, they'd upgraded to like a carrot, like a Bathhouse Farms carrot juice and gin, <laughs> which is just like, it's hardcore. Yeah. Um, the weird thing was though, so they had a table, we had a table, they were splitting our table with a guy who was running a Smash Brothers tournament who got an extra table and we had already set up. Yeah. Like he had, he had asked for one table. He asked for an extra one, but I didn't, we couldn't move. Like I didn't want to move. Yeah. And, uh, we were by one of the outlets and we needed an outlet. Mm-hmm. Um, so they set up the table on the other side of us. So we ended up being, um, a between two parts of the same smash brothers tournament, <laughs> Yep. which is like, it's, it's, it worked out better than it sounds. It sounds like a real nightmare, right? Like it's like, Oh, you guys just got stuffed in the shit corner to eat dick, yeah. you know? And, and like it, it didn't, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, because the tournament just you know they, three times a day people played yeah it, and those it, parts <laughs> were annoying
0: but yeah but but like everything else was like maybe somebody would walk up and say hey is this where i sign up for the smash brothers thing N- no but you can have a sticker yep. if you want we do a podcast yeah. there you go yeah. like it was still like an opportunity like it, you know, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna turn my nose up at a body man <laughs> yeah
1: yeah which is which is you know no no big deal like
0: it, yeah. it did get some people to swing by and stuff yeah
1: um the weird thing about it, so one, the guy who was running it is uh he was from my hometown, like where my, my parents live. Yeah. Uh and was there like representing the arcade for my hometown that grew up. That's a really strange thing. So it was mm-hmm. super a coincidence. But over the course of the weekend, it slowly dawned on us that he uh like put on the tournament.
0: Yep. Like he, uh, he was particip- organizing it, like he was he was definitely he was yelling to get people into place, like like the yes. thing ran by his clock.
1: Yep. Uh participated in it. Yep. And then went on to win it. Yep.
0: As we as we like, were leaving, like as we were carrying the TV out. To,
1: <laughs> yep. It was magical. Like I, I was just like, you know, once we found out that he w- had entered it, uh, you know, it's already pretty funny. But then leaving and getting to see that he had won it was just kind of a perfect capper to things. Cause oh, like, yeah. I don't think I meant he cheated, but like it had a whole throwing yourself a parade. Like, yeah, it'd be like me and Cole starting the podcast awards, <laughs> you know, and then just like, well, we're going to first entry. Watch out for fireballs. <laughs> Anyone else is free to join if they want. Yeah. But, you know, it it had that feeling to it where it just kind of had like kind of a dirty pool. Yeah. yeah. Kind of feel to it. Didn't, you
0: know? didn't look that great. People seem to have fun at the at the tournament, as people do when they play Smash oh, yeah. Brothers.
1: Yeah. Yeah. and, and, it, was, and it was Smash Brothers
0: 64. So it wasn't any of that like Final Destination horseshit
1: yeah yeah and and we uh we're talking we that's a game we considered doing mm-hmm. for this and i'm so glad we didn't
0: because oh my god how confusing it, would that be like you know no no
1: we're just here to you can play smash brothers here and try to beat us but it's not part of the tournament and it's no. you know it would have been a nightmare so we would have we would have called an audible and done something else we were yeah. like okay guys you know cool like can't or after the outback steakhouse we're gonna stay up and beat ninja Gaiden one for on, <laughs> on 3ds and that's gonna be it you know yeah,
0: yeah like we're just i think if kafka was alive today he would have written a play about that experience
1: yeah it would have been a real nightmare <laughs> yeah. so i'm really glad that didn't happen but the whole thing it lended to this kind of like surreality to the the whole experience like mm-hmm. it was definitely the weirdest convention we've done uh but not in a bad way like it was actually like pretty successful by our standards you know it's It's very hard to measure success. Yeah. Yeah. These things. I I feel like it's good if, like, if we meet 10 or 15 people who like the show. Yes. And then we can get 10 or 15 people to like the show. That's, Mm -hmm. that's worth it. Yeah, you know? yeah. And like um,
0: with Portland, it's a little bit easier because you know we we go there one year and so come, somebody comes up and says, "Oh, you the guy? You were the guys who were doing like Street Fighter last year." Like, no, no, yeah. we were doing X last year, but yeah, we were here too. Like, oh yeah, no, you guys, like, like, like that. There, it's easy to see like snapshots of kind of repeated success, but like we gave out a lot of stuff and we had like a lot of you know, you, you, like you develop a script when you're talking about these things when you do this. Oh yeah, you know, but we had a lot of interactions with people who seem to be pretty curious about it. You know
1: yeah people were it, there was that kind of midwestern open friendliness
0: yeah
1: i think that is like a which, positive yeah which i adore like that's good yeah it's a you know and it, it was happening like i was surprised you know for being like a gamer like a bunch of gamer things where mm-hmm. like somebody on twitter asked me some question on ask fm that involved like the ghostbusters reboot and it wasn't a nightmare question but they were you know brought it up and i was like oh yeah you know in milwaukee which like uh i saw like when i was there like i ended up seeing like you know a couple like infowars bumper stickers and mega hats (laughs) yeah yeah. Uh, i also heard like you know on two you know two different people on non-consecutive times be like yeah i thought the ghostbusters reboot was awesome Mm -hmm. you know like people being really positive about something i traditionally associate gamers with being negative about yeah you know um so and like i like it's not a great movie or anything it's yeah. just, it's just they weren't, you know, oh my it, it, childhood. It wasn't a performative, yeah. you know, nightmare thing.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, like you, you heard it come up, you braced yourself, and then you, you know, yes, yeah, that's
1: exactly it. I was like, oh, this guy's going to say something super, super sexist and misogynist, yeah. and he would surprise me, you yeah. know. So bad on me for making an assumption, but like yeah. there was a, uh, there was, it was a little bit more friendly and positive than I expected, yeah. Um, in the, in those terms, so yeah. that was really good.
0: Yeah, And um, I mean, we we had like a similar good experience, like in Columbus when that happened. You know, like it was. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's 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 generally fine, and like in like in a way that I don't know, I don't I don't know what you have to do to select against that, but you know, it mm-hmm. was it, it was appreciated for sure. Absolutely, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, what else? I, I guess like um, that's most of it. Like most of the stuff about the convention, I think so. Um, yeah, we were um, there for. Did you um like as far as like what the convention part of it? So there were a couple cool speakers, a couple cool. Um, you know, guests and things <laughs> oh, out
0: there. We didn't talk about the Dragon the Slayer. Yeah, this guy animators. was just about to bring up, like, Dragon, <laughs> that guy.
1: Um, so the, one of the artists who worked on the Little Mermaid cartoon and worked with Don Bluth on Dragon Slayer was there. And he has, like, a promoter hype man, clearly, like, a best friend from school Yeah, yeah. figure with him. That was super weird, too, who was just, like, walking around promoting the whole time. Uh, they did the panel before us, uh, and it was the guy drawing... And then this guy walking around kind of making like cat skills,
0: comedian <laughs> jokes and hyping him up. Yeah. Just like he, trying to get people pumped. So he like, he'd be going down doing crowd work with the audience and look up and say, Oh, look at how he like, look at that trick. He did to draw that leg faster.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, like it's, it's, it's like a real beaver boys. Like you ever seen a leg like this <laughs> kind of thing. Um, and then, and then was just making these like, you know, kind of like, oh, God, what was the thing he was like, um, you know, get up here, get up here faster than a, than a, a guy with premature, he didn't say premature ejaculation. I can't remember the term he used for it, but like a guy with premature ejaculation with the hottest woman in the world, get up here faster than that or something like that. Like just really, you know, and he almost tripped. He's like, Whoa, I'm on roller skates.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Real wacky. It was, it was, it was extremely bizarre. Yeah. Um, That was was
1: super. Yeah. That was the thing. And as we were leaving, um, like some woman was leaving with her daughter mm -hmm. and the guy like grabbed her and was like hey does she like the little mermaid i got one of the artists here like it was you know it was intense yeah
0: uh yeah it's uh it was it was definitely strange i i I don't know i would like a little bit more i would like a little bit a little bit more information about the like the story of that relationship but i kind of feel like it's all on the page
1: yeah, yeah. Oh. There might there might be more to. It. Well, the guy, the actual artist seemed like kind oh, of soft. Yeah. And he was super like,
0: quiet and like just, yeah. he didn't seem displeased with the attention that his friend was drawing to him, but No, yeah. no. There's that feeling
1: of like it maybe being a uh, you know, this kind of sweet thing where it's like, you know, hey, like, you know, I'm your friend. You're super talented. You don't get enough attention. Like let's I'm going to or I'm going to like book you on these conventions and book you on these tours and stuff to get yeah. you
0: And I'll act as your buffer.
1: Yeah. yeah. You know, because uh, you know, uh, and that uh, again, that's very kind of sweet. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so but it was it was just it was just weird, and they both looked like um, like deadhead. It's kind of like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. you
0: know, Woodstock the movie. It's 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 like if both chi and Chong were white. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, and that's 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 a that's a good way to put it. Yeah, the um, yeah, so it was uh, you know, a lot of characters like that. Um, oh, I guess also you know. And just because it was super weird. And again, like super thankful to be, be there. I think it was a real busy time. We got access to a VIP room during this. That was super surreal as well. You walked back to the table. You said, it's like gumo in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ever seen gumo. It's like, so it was, there was a VIP room. Uh, they told us about like, it's like, Hey, knock and get in. There's like food and like drinks and stuff. And that's great. Like mm-hmm. very sweet to not have to like go buy that stuff. Yeah portland um the uh so it was, you know it, it was really nice um even though if you go to portland the trick is you buy one fountain drink oh yeah and you fill it all weekend like three bucks get a little bit i i keep
0: uh, i keep on waiting for them to like sw- like do something like swap out the color of the cups you mm. know from saturday to sunday and be like oh no sorry the yellow cups are for saturday yeah, they,
1: they try that. I will throw acid in their face. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I'm gonna do that. And I'm gonna go closed casket. And then, <laughs> just, Jesus, <laughs> for, this man cares a lot me.
0: about his 32 ounces of Diet Pepsi. <laughs> yeah,
1: don't try it. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh so okay, yeah, VIP room. Um, like it was also a place to private use a bathroom because, yeah. like which I know, mean, which
0: is a fucking godsend.
1: At one of these things yeah like we were talking about doing a, a pilot wings rom hack about like bathroom school for convention <laughs> doors because like by the end of the convention the men's room that i was using uh because it turned out to be better than the vip room yeah um for me was uh had no soap toilet paper um or paper towels yep so the three of the elements it had running water yep okay and there was a place to put urine but that was like <laughs> That's like essentially the bathroom functions. it still had <laughs> yeah. like instead of toilet paper, there was a box of Kleenex on the ground next to it. That like, oh, I have no idea. Oh <laughs> like, no. Brought that. But no. like, you know, uh, very funny. But so this, this VIP room, uh, the first time I went in, uh, just to get some, get some waters. um, they, uh, there was like a food tray. There's like the concierge lady who was like, there's some food there. Sorry, we don't have any plates or, any, or silverware or anything. So there's like a meat tray, like meat, cheese, vegetable tray. And some of it was finger food, but some of it definitely wasn't. Mm-hmm. And not only were there not utensils, <laughs> but there were no vessels. <laughs>
0: Like it's just like it's just like describe all a cup. handful of this stew. <laughs> yeah,
1: like would you like 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 give yourself a
0: fistful of cold cuts to
1: snack on on the way back to the table?
0: Which you know? I mean, I live alone, so I'm a monster. I will I will eat a handful of cold cuts from my from oh, sure. my refrigerator in the privacy yeah. of my own home.
1: But they're not community cuts. No, they're
0: not, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> they're not, not community like, cuts that has like the leavings of somebody else's gruffle that they did over it. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah it's, it's not crawling with hangnails. Like, oh, oh man. <laughs> make me so angry <laughs> these community cuts were um so th- then there's a, a like another time when i went in uh and just got some water and it was like more people there this time uh there's somebody who is not dressed up in a security or a concierge outfit uh face down on the bed sleeping i right. like totally knocked out like sleeping super deep and people yeah. are talking and stuff in there there's music um <laughs> And there's another guy sitting on the chair, sleeping uh, next to an empty bed. Like he could be on the bed. He's not
0: right. Yeah. He, uh, he was, he, he was sitting up, but slanted at a 45 degree angle um, yes. and snoring very loudly. This was the, um, this was unfortunate because I, I was like, after you did this and I went back in there cause the guy was still in there as I'm peeing, I'm hearing what I presume is somebody who's related to him in some way describing both his sleep apnea and his narcolepsy. So it actually is yeah. kind of sad. So you should have that Bane mask on like all the time. <laughs> right. You know, that Bane
1: apnea mask. Yeah. yeah. And then the final time I went in, um, I went in, it was uh, the sleeping guy, the concierge, and then two people who uh, had, like were not associated in any way. Um, you're kind of like a, a tattooed guy with a bunch of piercings. I get some waters, uh, you know, and then I grab a, I was like, I'm, grab a, a Diet Coke. Or I'm like, hey, can we get some other waters? And the woman's like. And I think she's been drinking. And she's like, um, if there are, they're in the fridge. So I get in the fridge, I grab the waters, and I grab a bunch of them so I don't have to come back. And then uh, I grab a Diet Coke, and the guy who's sitting there is just like, No. <laughs> and 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 like and then and then I'm like, you know, just kind of look at him. I assume he's joking. But then he says, I'm joking. <laughs> like in, in like the most direct confrontational, smileless way that I've ever had oh. someone I'm joking, you know. Uh, and then I just like grabbed the diet coke, and I'm like, I'm definitely not going in there anymore.
0: No, um, no. and this was like
1: noon on Sunday, so I didn't, you know, maybe didn't have to. <laughs> right, right. You know, but uh, but that was that was rough. Mm-hmm. Um, that was rough. Yeah. It was it was a weird room. It was like going into another dimension, like. Uh, and and a lot of the, anytime you had to go to a hotel room, there it was weird too, because that's
0: also where the indie games were being shown. Yeah, I was really excited about that, and people said that that was a that was a thing. But it ended up like your story about it really kind of put me off of it.
1: Yeah, it was just, it was just like, ho- private little hotel rooms with, like, people demoing games, like, way too intimate. Someone would be there, like, you know, it felt like it was going to be asked for an investment. Yeah. Uh, and then also, like, they had, like, a bad
0: smell about them. Yeah, uh, I mean, because, like, hotel rooms are not uh, that well ventilated.
1: Yeah, yeah, and just, like, a lot of people just hanging out and just, uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, but, I mean, it sounds like. We're describing the whole thing and it is an absolute nightmare. And it's no, it was, like it was it
0: was like this is just weird stuff that made us laugh when we were there.
1: Exactly. You like it, I'd rather the stuff happen than not. Yeah. Like it
0: was funny. <laughs> yeah. you know? like, and not just because it makes like a podcast thing, like it wasn't something we were suffering through. It was it was genuinely a very good time. The thing that I was bummed about a like I'm I'm sad that I didn't get a chance to play more arcade games, but like that room was a goddamn nightmare. So mm. you know whatever, that's a wash. Um, not some, not as much cool stuff to buy. There were lots of oh yeah, there were lots of stores set up, but it was mostly people selling stuff that you would get on eBay. Like one of the huge draws for like Portland and for Austin for me are like these, you know, like kind of art pieces. You know, or like. Yeah, yeah, or like even like bigger than Etsy stuff, because there was a little bit of that there, but like there you know, there have been pictures or posters or like lamps or lights or stuff that I wanted to buy but couldn't because I knew I'd have to take it back on a plane. Here I am having driven up to this place and then no, not nothing really there that I wanted to get. Like I think both of us are two acquisitions. We both bought two pinballs. Yeah. Not, pin, yeah, not pin pinball balls. tables, but just pinballs. Yeah. It's uh, it's and they're they're
1: pleasant. They're kind of heavy. You can move them around in your hand. It is a real tactile, simple pleasure. <laughs> Listen to this sound. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's great. Yep. The um, and there were other things like I wanted, right? Like so, like there's a a nice long box King field. I'd like to get my hands on that. Like I have yeah, King's yeah. field but I would like to get that version. But more than I wanted, they mm-hmm. have the collector's edition of Demon Souls with the soundtrack and the art book and stuff, which I would love to get. But it was like two hundred forty dollars sealed. Yeah. That's costly. Um, Yeah, it's just too expensive. So there's some cool stuff, Mm -hmm. um, but just nothing, nothing I wanted to spend money on. Um, And even like down to like there's somebody had like a lot of times with these things there'll be like a milk crate full of D and D books that someone just has under their table because they Mm -hmm. bought them and they don't know why and they just want to get rid of them. Yeah. And that person had a couple of cool things. Um, I think they had like an old like a first edition or just AD and D Greyhawk campaign setting uh folder box kind of thing yeah uh, that i wanted but it even like and she was like oh that stuff is is on sale and it still wasn't on sale enough mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah there's one thing i saw that i wanted to get it was a complete in box uh maniac mansion
1: oh yeah uh, that would but be great.
0: the uh but the the, the manual is missing like it's back a couple pages
1: oh they, yeah they, they, they the... like
0: they noted that on the outside of the box but like ah, i'm gonna spend the money yeah i might yeah. as well get the the good version of it yeah so
1: it just wasn't that much. And and part of it is, like, you know, you go to a couple of these things a year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, you're just going to, you know, you're patient. You're just not going to see as much. I, there are a couple of things I'm looking for, but I just didn't find anything that was better than eBay prices uh, and just didn't feel bad.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. doing it. Yeah. You, like, you would probably. So, you were looking for, like, portable Castlevanias. Like, if you see yeah. those at Portland, there's nothing stopping you from just, like, paying the eBay price minus shipping and putting it in your bag. But, like, there is definitely, a like, a, like a, a real friction to... Buying something and traveling with it as opposed to like just yeah. taking it home from your hometown Even
1: if it's small like it just yeah. would have been like oh, i'm gonna put this in my pocket and like what if i wash it and forget it What if yeah. i have to you know where's it otherwise i'm just like going to the store you know to yeah. get it so the uh Yeah, it's it's a it's like the kind of thing that like I like looking for stuff. There's probably some stuff that
0: I will get next time. Yeah,
1: but, and i don't think it was like a bad convention for that stuff no people, no people considering I mean, going next year they had a lot of stuff it was a big show floor so
0: yeah it was it was actually yeah. pretty cool like it was spring in milwaukee so it was kind of nice out um and they had a like a big tent set up is uh mm-hmm. as where all the vendor stuff was and that was that was cool i liked that yeah that was very pleasant um
1: yeah so it was a you know good convention yeah um super good convention the um other than that, though, like we just kind of like, you know, we hung out with Jetty. Um, mm-hmm. Some of my friends came up. We went to the art museum, which was fun. We didn't get like that much Milwaukee time, no. you know, uh, yeah. but some
0: we, we, know. we had some 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 uh, famous Milwaukee tacos that were actually that, oh, were, yeah. that were actually pretty good. That, that was, uh, yeah, that, was a, that was a pretty cool restaurant. Like it was it was a little bit Fallouty. Like yeah. the uh, like the bar was uh, in this kind of like um, kind of, I'm going to say deconstructed. That's not what I mean, but like taken apart Airstream. Uh, trailer mm-hmm. yeah um but then we did the the meetup at uh at the 42 lounge
1: yes which was also super fun yeah um that was like that was really great mm-hmm. um the uh so shout out to uh to sarah who's the bouncer there who yeah. uh does a podcast of her own the plot points podcast um which is a tabletop uh, review podcast that's been going on for a long time awesome uh, it sounds super cool um and yeah that was a a bar that was like a not a barcade just a gaming themed bar with like a console emphasis so it was just a a, a big bar with like you know kind of set you know classy for gaming related stuff art on the walls mm-hmm. but with two kind of couch lounge areas set up with systems yeah. or three of those that you could just like if no one's using it you could use it and you know sign up for a shift yeah um which we didn't do we just hung out with uh with the seven of us yeah well, we, we just yeah and,
0: we grabbed uh, grabbed the table mm-hmm. yeah and <laughs> just uh and just hung out <laughs> grabbed a table and drank some way
1: too sugary cocktails it's yeah, fun. we they somebody gave us a because when they saw we were doing the meetup there it gave us these coupons for mm-hmm. free uh, shots of uh, for for the plasmid shot <laughs> the plasmid shot which was something you added to Kool Aid to make Kool Aid we added to water, water to make Kool Aid yeah. yeah it was it was so sweet and then mm-hmm. the actual cocktail I got was so sweet uh, but yeah. when you start you, know, you switched to beer it was good
0: yeah yeah no, no right? but it was it was a very cool place like we went there on Samurai Jack night. Uh, mm-hmm. and i was worried that it was going to be a huge thing but it was like 22 minutes of people like you know crowding and watching a thing and then they were gone
1: yeah You know, and then yeah and then i guess that i guess that samurai jack i guess samurai jack got stuck in some kind of tunnel and had somebody on his back <laughs> um and he had to get out and he fought some bats i think yeah is what happened to him yeah um so good for him he got out um it's <laughs> so a good weekend for all yeah um yeah and that, and that was really it like you know there's not there wasn't too much to it it was a really good weekend um somehow weirdly like draining like i came
0: back feeling like i didn't sleep that's always super case, good man. kind of all weekend yeah, yeah. And like it's yeah I mean, oh. you're, you're you're in a strange place and you know you're like i, I don't know like if for, for as wonderful it is as it is and i like pretending to be good around people for a weekend There there is a measure of social exhaustion to it like everybody yeah. is super nice but like it's not the it's not the usual environment so i really appreciate uh the people who extended a little bit of uh like courtesy around that
1: yeah like <laughs> space yeah like, and like understood it, yeah like Cole and I are friends. When we get done with one of these things, we'll go and eat or something like that. Mm-hmm. But then we go back to the hotel and like stick our faces in a Game Boy, <laughs> yeah. you know, and just just to not have voices for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, and it's it's a uh, it's mandatory, <laughs> you know. It, it's 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 really good. Yeah. So. But. Yeah, that, that's it. It was a really great weekend. Uh, really fun. Um, don't know about next year. You know, like what we might do next year. That's still kind of up in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, if this gets repeated, um, yeah. we're trying to hit up other regions and stuff, but. We shall see. I wouldn't feel like it wouldn't be like, I feel pretty comfortable not doing Austin. again. I mean, but maybe they'll get better too. Like the big problem with that was the band thing and they are getting better about that. Mm -hmm.
0: So yeah, positive experiences all around. Like, yeah. Like, like like Austin, the meetup was epic, you know, like, and what's, what's heartening. What's great about it is like, we go to these places and people come out, you know, people drove multiple hours to come and, to come and see us and to come hang out. And that is incredibly, you know, I'm incredibly grateful that people made time to go do that because it was awesome to meet them
1: yeah it was very sweet yeah um can't believe nick daniel didn't come out like he lives in he lives like he lives in like near chicago like there there, there was like a like
0: a logistical uh transport problem with that
1: i I think think there was but me and bob were both cranking about that because it's like (laughs) come on, like we're both buddies with you yeah come on um but i yeah i forgive him because yeah you know i'm not an idiot Um, (laughs) yeah so yeah so thanks everybody for um you know for listening to this and uh you know I'm um, looking forward to doing the next one, which will be in Portland mm-hmm. uh, in October, um, which, yeah, we're still figuring out exactly what we're going to do for it. But it's uh, I understand, you know, uh, travel is a privilege. It's expensive. If you do have the cash for it, I think it is a really good time. Yeah. So uh, come out and see uh watch out Fireballs live. Come yeah. hang out with us. It's yeah. fun. We will shower you with buttons.
0: <laughs> you yep, have more than so. you know what to do with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, oh, I, my- what's that? We call them whitey whackers. <laughs> uh, <yeah>. you, <laughs> where are you at Oh, so 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 dangerous! Like the pins out. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and you're not know, talking. You're not using whitey like in a racial sense. You're making no, a Simpsons I mean, goof. Simpsons. Yeah, I just I just wanted to make sure because not everybody is going to be as tuned into the pretzel episode of the <laughs> Simpsons. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's for a late period Simpsons episode. That episode's great. Yep, <laughs> I love that episode. It's the local
1: so delivery on finding the uh, the mealworms. In the <laughs>
0: dinosaur, <laughs> exactly. The oh yeah, check to make sure it's not full of. W- millipedes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really good. It's a good performance. I was literally going to talk about the millipedes.
1: Yeah, it's it's really good. It's it's really noteworthy. Yeah. And I love that episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's there's like there's great Simpsons which is like the very funny but tons of heart Simpsons and mm-hmm. then there's like for me, I would then put the Silly, silly Great Simpsons, like mm-hmm. the ones that are kind of goofy, like, because that it ends with a feud of the Yakuza, like, it's way unmoored from. <laughs> yeah, they'll reality. kill you
0: five times where you hit the ground. Yeah. But it's it's still super funny,
1: you know, and I will put those <laughs> above the early season, like, ones that have heart, but there are no jokes. Frosty chocolate like, milkshakes. Yeah. 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 The, the first season stuff that, like, I get why this is cute, mm-hmm. but the one episode where Homer steals cable is not very funny. <laughs> right. You know, it's cute. It's not yeah. very funny. Yeah. This is not a good character in that. She's, like, <laughs> obnoxious and, like, yeah. You know, I don't. I, I. Those are still good. They're better than like the late se- season. Like, what if Lena Dunham showed up? Yeah, episodes. Yeah. But no. it's they're not. But, you know. Yeah, I
0: mean, if 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 I'm given a choice, give me Homer the Heretic. But.
1: Yeah, yeah. You can you can do both. Yeah. You know, like I'd rather have both, but I'll take silly. Get get you, you know, get you
0: a Homer that does both. You know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: the four tiers of of simpsons episodes
0: (laughs) yeah um but it's uh great i forget where we're going with that we'll shower you with buttons yeah we're were wrapping up come come see
1: us if if you're able to (laughs)
0: yeah uh we're recording this well ahead of time so who knows what's coming up coming up after uh things are in Mm -hmm. flux but um thank you so much for listening
1: yeah and uh and thank you you know if you if you want to support the show the reason why we're able to do live shows mm-hmm. uh like this and and pay for the hotel and the airfare and stuff like that is because of patreon if you go to uh, patreon.com slash um kick us a couple bucks a month and let us uh keep doing this mm-hmm. you know that's why you know if we haven't hit your part of the country yet we want to yeah and uh that kind of that is uh what's going to allow us to do that
0: yeah so cool i think that's everything thank you so much yeah. we'll be back next time with something good night